Hello, and welcome to Blurry Photos. I am David Flora. And I am David Stecco. And welcome to another episode. Uh, Stecco and I are recording this after a long day at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. A magnificent day. Indeed. Spent in the days of, of your... <laughs> your and alternate yours. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun time. I had a good time out there. It was legit. I go to stare at people. And by people, I mean scantily clothed girls whose parents let them out of the house. Whoops-a-daisy. Whoopsie, whoopsie. There was a lot of tail there, and we mean that uh, pretty literally. Yeah, quite literally. They were selling tails yeah, that girls were attaching people... to their to their bottom There were some dudes regions. wearing tails, too. There were dudes wearing tails. Not so. not like the Sonic and Hedgehog tails, either. These were... Those are weird. Yeah, they, this, I don't, I don't understand what the tail signifies. Is that is, is that mean like you're down with a? I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Watch me just old man this thing all up. I got your damn kids and your tails. What does this mean? Why are you all out here? You know, in my day, when we wanted to make a statement, we wore we wore sarcastic T-shirts. You could read it. You'd know what was happening. I wore blue jeans. It was for the working class. That's what it meant for me. Spent $200 on work boots to work in an office. That's what I did to show them. So we saw a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, it was really fun. Nice day for it, actually. We've been having some hot ones here lately, but yeah. today was actually a really nice day. Saw some jousting. Some Yeah, some serious jousting. Good good weather for eating uh, giant turkey legs. Giant turkey legs. Ugh. There, were, there were a lot of flaming weapons. Yeah. Lots of people, I mean... And I got the real impression that, and maybe this is just their craft, but I got the impression that maybe some of these people weren't as good as what they they do as they should have been. Are you talking about the acrobats? Yeah, they, I mean they they were they were attempting some some fun stuff, but they they didn't look like Cirque du Soleil. You know what I mean? The, I, the so guy I agree lit with his hair you. on fire briefly. He lit he, his hair on fire, yeah. and that's never on purpose. Never, never is. And then they were giggling and stuff. So, so you know. Still, still entertaining. That, that didn't take away from the, you know, from the fact that I, I'm not up there doing it. I got to be honest. Actually, that's what that, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it strictly because I thought, wow, these people might actually burn themselves in front of me. And so that, you like the Schadenfreude approach to to entertain? Yeah, I mean, that's not something I was anticipating getting to see. I anticipated seeing an acrobat and having him entertain me with a couple of silly jokes, but to see a man actually set himself on fire, not on purpose. Well, that's just great. That, that's yeah. That's that, that's magnificent. That's that's a little barbecue sauce uh, on the side of your chicken nuggets. There. Exactly. And, really um, well said. <laughs> which uh, which leads us naturally to our subject for today. <laughs> when I think medieval times, when I think my lords and ladies, I think about the classic struggle of alternating current. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's, yes? The Electrical Revolution. We are going to be discussing Mr. Nikola Tesla today. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. one, the only. Man among men. Genius among genii. I mean, he's not even arguably, one of the top five scientific minds of the entire 20th century. Oh, easily. And I Maybe mean, I think, two. yeah, exactly. You could, you could easily put him in the top spot. And and go ahead and have your arguments from there. I'm it's, not. It's hard to compare apples and oranges, but right. when you're comparing fruit in general, yeah, he he's in the basket, and and he is not rotten. <laughs> he is in the basket that your neighbor got you for watching their dogs, and you're like, oh, that's the thing I'm going to eat. Everything right. else, I'll give to someone at work. Right, <laughs> right. Or he's, put in a compost. Yeah, he's like something. the pineapple. Oh, pineapple is good. Yeah, everyone likes that part of the fruit basket because we um, get those all the time. <laughs> I've never got a fruit basket. Nikola the Pineapple Tesla. <laughs> the Pineapple Hammer Tesla. Exactly. Uh, My favorite Serbian, hands down. Me too, I think. So let's let's get a little uh, info on, on Mr. Tesla here, yeah. and then, then we'll, we'll go into some of the hardcore factual opinionated <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, we'll get into our hardcore opinions. We, we love it. All right, so... Nikola Tesla was born in 1856 mm-hmm. to Serbian parents in Smiljan, Croatia. Well, what? today's today's Croatia was then Yugoslavia. His father was, guess what, a priest. <gasps> we heard that one before. He had he was the fourth of five children. He had an older brother, and then the the rest were sisters. And his older brother was actually killed when uh, Nikola was five in in a it was it was 
an accident from the family's horse. That's that's how most of the stories go. There's one story where the brother may have been pushed down the cellar stairs by Nicola or got vertigo and fell down the stairs and then blamed it on Nicola and never recovered. Kind of, it, 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 there's some iffiness there, but... I don't, I'll tell you why I don't buy that whatsoever. Because if Nikola Tesla had murder in his body... We're going to get to this part, but there is a prominent American scientist who would be dead. I would, I would, would agree. So foreshadowing. <laughs> thunder, thunder sound effect now. Whoa. <laughs> Spooky. Well done. I hope I can find one. <laughs> so his brother, brother was killed. It had a pretty, pretty big effect on Nicola because his parents basically compared him to his brother from then on saying, oh, that's great what you did. Just imagine what your brother could have done. He got Johnny Cash. <laughs> he kind of did. Fully got Johnny Cash. Kind of did. So, as a child, his mother was uh, a homemaker, but was very intelligent. They they would play games during breakfast, basically, and, and all throughout the day of memory, uh, memorizing stuff, do little word games, things like that. Just stuff to to keep their minds engaged and and sounded really neat. They he had a, an amazing memory. Uh, a lot of people say it was a photographic memory, and he memorized books. He wrote uh, he wrote poetry. He I mean he he was doing all sorts of of stuff as a child, and then and he had this weird affliction where he would see these bright flashes of light, and then objects would would appear uh, before him, or or solutions to maybe a problem he was facing would would just materialize it in his either his vision or in his head, and he would be able to, to figure out the problems, or, or if you told him the name of an object, he would visualize it perfectly and, and be able to, to see. So it's he had some real neat, weird mind stuff going on. That sounds like, his life. It's like a version of autism almost. A uh, little bit. Where they have that, that hyper-specific imagination where they can see fine-grained details. Right, right. And that's exactly it. And, and throughout his life, this is some more foreshadowing, but... He was able to, when he conceived of an idea for an invention, he did it all in his mind. He didn't write stuff down like, you know, most inventors. He he would do the plans up in his mind, tinker with it in his mind, make sure that the stuff worked, and then make it. And it would usually be good to go right out of the gate. Like, he, he had done all the experiments and everything in his mind before he actually made it. So that when he was ready to make it, he made it and it was it was good. I ru- crazy. I, I'll, I'll ruin pancakes out of a box. Right. I can't. I couldn't have everything I need and still ruin things. That's amazing. Right. I mean, IKEA is is <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough for some people. He he was yeah. It it, it was amazing what uh, what he would do with these visions. He he had some idiosyncrasies that he started developing with that too, which was sort of today would be characterized as obsessive compulsive disorder. And the, these included, he uh, hated earrings on women. He could not stand earrings. He hated pearls in, in, in general, although he, he really liked crystals and things like that. He did not like to touch hair at all, except this is, this is a funny little, little thing that, that a lot of books and, and articles throw in there. He hated hair except at the end of a revolver. <laughs> So he could touch hair with if he was holding a revolver, that, and the revolver was touching the hair. But any contact himself with hair was he he just basically shat himself. That's amazing. So he feels about hair the way say I'd feel about a bear. Yeah. I will be happy to touch a bear with the end of a well, maybe a revolver. I'm still going to die. That's, that's, that's bear, close. The bear's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> he also counted constantly. He would count steps. He would count. Uh, things on on his way when he was walking to somewhere, he would count things that he saw, and all his uh, calculations that he did in his mind, all the math that he did, and and the inventions that he made. The calculations for them had to be divisible by three, or he would just scrap everything and start over until he got <laughs> until he, he got numbers divisible by three. So real obsessive stuff that that goes along with and there there's there's a few other things that i mean i just i listed a bunch but but there were there were some other things like particular things for when he was dining and and out in social situations things like that but suffice it to say he had some uh, some obsessions that he had to deal with to go along with his his genius basically Mm -hmm. 
And you hear about that. I feel like that's that's something that you know many people. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you with. that's I mean, if if his brain worked the way everybody's did, then he wouldn't be a genius. He'd be everybody. That's so true. So let's skip to 1875. Oh, let's please. Can we? He uh, this is this is when he was what 19. Yeah. He went to the Austrian Polytechnic to study electrical engineering, among other things. Among other things, yeah. He he was very gifted in math and science and all all that good stuff. He only studied there basically for for two years and maybe a semester, and then he stopped going to classes basically and, and kind of stopped college. So he didn't actually get a get a real degree from there. Oh well, then he's an idiot. Then, then nothing he's done is worth anything. And that's then. where we're done yeah, for thank today. Thank you very so much. We Good hope talk. you enjoyed our Good talk, talk about the Ren Fair. So, <laughs> <laughs> he actually went to he he went to another college uh, at the behest, I believe, of his father. Didn't didn't stay long there either. So I don't. From what I understand, he didn't earn an actual degree. Did a lot of schooling and worked very hard when he was there, but he didn't he didn't actually finish. Uh, full program, from what I from what I read, he did. However, this is this is funny. He got into some um, gambling. Got into he 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 was he was very much a fan of of cards. There for a while, he would play hours and hours and hours and sometimes days just playing poker. And he did get into a little bit of of drinking. And his his mom was real cool. She was instead of them just being like, "You stop this, or we're gonna beat your ass at this and make you stop." She was like, "Here, here's a wad of cash. You just if if this is what you you like doing, just do it." And it kind of made follow him, your bliss. Yeah, and, your and, addictive, <laughs> terrible, downward spiraling bliss. And and it made him kind of pause and be like, you know what? Maybe maybe this isn't what what I should be doing, kind of thing. Nah, I'll 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 stop. I'll stop this and pick up cigarette smoking. Yeah, and you know, and further points, further points to Nikola Tesla because lest you think that he's some lab coat wearing weed. No, he raged. He gambled. He, he dude. He's not a party. He's not a sissy. He he's not. He he made the rounds there for a little while. I mean, it was college life. Why right. Not? Exactly. Whatever. And he's he totally stopped going to class because <laughs> that professor hated him for no reason. <laughs> So he he did uh, smoking a little. He, he tried smoking incessantly after that, pretty much. And then after he found out what you know, it was kind of it was kind of hurting his body and stuff. He he quit that. Picked up coffee. Finally stopped that after he, after he was uh, it was making his heart just say nay <laughs> there for a while. Literally, it was neighing like a horse. <laughs> But in 1880, this was after all the, the schooling and stuff, he got a job in Budapest, and he worked for the National Telephone Company there. And in a year, 1881, after a year on a job, they promoted him to chief electrician there. And he actually developed what uh, people now think was a, sort of for, a form of a loudspeaker or something that wasn't just, you know, a receiver up into your ear that, that you just hold on that you can actually click on and hear it. Kind of like speakerphone now, mm-hmm. you know. That's not confirmed. It's just you know, he he really laid the laid the groundwork and maybe did a working model of it while while there. You know, just hey, by the way, here's here's a little thing that just popped into my head while I was eating Fruit Loops this morning. Right, Nikola Tesla. Have a good night. <laughs> he said that every time he left a room. <laughs> <laughs> that was another OCD thing that he did. It wasn't. So in 1882, he moved to Paris to work as an engineer. And he moved there to work for the Continental Edison Company. This was a place that was supplying electricity to continental Europe, basically. And they sent him to uh, Germany and Austria to to fix some of their broken systems. Their dynamos, you know, were going shot. They were blowing holes in walls and and catching things on fire. These were the good old days of electrical generation when just, I mean, like, it was literally like Bunsen Honeydew. Things would, like, nothing just quietly, like, turned off. Like, right. oh, that broke. No, like, when things went south, they went explosively south. Right. And and the city was on fire when, when, it, went, when it went south. It was like, no, 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 when it went south. That's how south it was. <laughs> like, the devil went down there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a golden fiddle involved. 
But he was offered a, a bonus, a pretty hefty bonus, to go fix these things. And he worked there for a month or so and fixed everything. Fixed it and made it better. Came back and guess what? No bonus. Yeah. Oh. No, nah, that that's great. You need to talk to my superior. You need to yeah. talk to my boss. You you didn't understand. We were joking when we said we were gonna pay. Like that's like, literally what they said. That's you the, don't understand that we were joking when we said we were gonna pay you to well, do this, that. Yeah, and this this one um, <laughs> this one not as much as the one that's coming up for oh, yeah, yeah. Wing. Thunder Sound. Whoa! But, oh man, glad I found that finally. So. <laughs> So this one, not as bad, but they definitely passed the buck around to where it was, you know, frustrating enough for him to be like, that's it, don't worry about it, I'm quitting. I'm going to go to America, I'm going to find my fortune there. And when he was working there, he met he met and befriended a guy that would later recommend him to the Thomas Edison in America to work for, for Edison, because Tesla, Edison was on the cutting edge of electricity pioneering and things like that. Tesla wanted to meet him. He idolized him. He he thought Edison was the greatest, right? So, te- so Tesla quits his job, gets a a, a boat, uh, a ticket for a boat, and it was yep. like the smoothest, best boat ride of his sales, life. Sales, all of the Every, stuff. Everything, everything went great except for when he was robbed. Right. Uh, had all of his stuff taken, all of his money taken, and almost thrown overboard. Right, right. Owing to a if, mutiny. He almost didn't catch the train. He had to apparently run and, and do one of those, you know, movie... Leaps. Movie leaps onto the train, and then scrounge together what change he had, and maybe... He had, like, change and poems in his pocket. Yeah. And, and he... So that's so Serbian of him. Right? Am I right? <laughs> that's so Serbian. Yeah. <laughs> that's our Tesla. Um... <laughs> I'm Nikola Tesla. Good night. Hey, I don't have anything but coins and poems. Are you all right? Come okay. on, come on. Get over here, get scamp. Oh man, we're gonna get so many emails about that one. So <laughs> we're not. So this was 1884. <laughs> this was 1884. He finally makes it to New York. The first thing he does, he goes up to a policeman, asks basically, you know, how do I get to Edison? The policeman's like, hey, get out of my face. You know, he's like, Edison's down this way. Now get out of here, you know, kind of thing. He's like, wow, America's great. This is this is wonderful so far. People are so friendly. That's what I think is the best part. There's pizza. I'm so glad I quit that job I had back home where I spoke <laughs> really? the language. And, and they offered me money that they didn't pay me. So he meets Edison. He goes right, right to Edison's lab. Edison's busy working. He comes in. And he's like, yeah, what do you want? And Tesla's like, here, here's this letter of recommendation by, you know, the manager of your company in, in Paris. And the letter famously said, Mr. Edison, I, I know two great people, you and this other man before you, basically. And Edison was kind of like, oh, yeah, you're so great, huh? Well, how about this? How about you go fix some, some of my dynamos that are catching some of these American naval ships on fire and, and other, um, you know, they, they Back then, they, they put these generators and things on their ships to power the ships. You know, everybody... It was the latest craze. I mean, everybody yeah. wanted these things, but they were blowing up all over the place, causing fires. So he's like, go fix these these dynamos on these ships, and then we'll talk. And it's it's important to remember, too, at this time in the world, I mean, that's why this guy in, in, in Yugoslavia knew uh, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison owned electricity globally. Right. It was his. Every every place that was generating electricity was using his equipment. Direct current. Was yeah. What, was and and was so doing. so Thomas Edison had a huge reach and he, and he was a celebrity. He was a celebrity. And he loved it. Yeah. He, he loved it for the celebrity and he loved it for the money that it was raking in. Yeah. And he was, he was raking in buckets of money off of this. Because it turns out this electricity thing was for real. It was. And what's funny about it, it was not efficient at all. With direct current, they were going to have... If, if the United States was going to be lit up with direct current, you were going to have to have a generating station every two miles or so to power the electricity to, to carry further. And if one of those went down, it was like everything in between that one and the next one went down. It was, it, it was just horribly inefficient. But it was very lucrative. Yeah, absolutely. It made a ton of money. And there was, you know, and when they got to the... As far as making these, they, they were they were to sell the American people on these these small generators in every neighborhood by saying, "Oh well, you know, what if something happens? That way, you know, we don't have all our eggs in one basket. And we have these small regionalized power grids." It was part of the sales right. pitch, 
But it, it was a hard thing, even for Edison, who was was fairly savvy with the media. And, oh yeah, uh, and to con- I mean, convince people who had never had electricity, who certainly were getting by just fine, that oh now we're going to run wires everywhere, and oh and don't don't worry about the occasional explosion, right. you the know. fires that that break out incessantly. Right, you know, and it's, it was it was an amazing feat of his that he was able to sell people. Not even just in the United States, but globally, on right. the idea of, of of electrifying, you know, he their, was their a, he was a great propagandist. He could he if he if he had an enemy to take down or himself to prop up, he knew how to do it. He he would get the word out. He would get the the flyers out, the demonstrations, hire people to to show either how great he was or how horrible the competition was, which we'll see in a little bit, but. Basically, foreshadowing. Oh, good one. That—that's really get. That's real. I'm enjoying that sound. I'm gonna hear that before I go to bed. <laughs> so he, Tesla was going to to basically work on these these ships, and he did. He went straight there, worked all through the night, and was coming back to Edison's lab in the morning. And Edison was just leaving basically at the time, and saw Tesla. He passed him, and he was like, well, look at there, boys. There's there's our fine European out on the town. Smartest Serbian ever, eh? <laughs> he was thinking that he stayed out all night partying, basically. And Tesla's like, well, I, I finished your, I finished what you said. You know, those ships are working now and stuff. And, and Ed, basically, Edison just stared at him and then walked off. And according to Tesla... Later, he overheard Edison as he's walking off say, that's a damn fine man. Something like... Yeah. Like, something positive, actually, about him and stuff. So, Tesla got hired by Edison, was working in Edison's lab with him, everything like that. Turns out, Edison wasn't quite the guy that, that Tesla thought he was. He was definitely not, not the guy, hygienically, apparently, he yeah. was just disheveled and, and dirty and... Did not care. Which makes anything. for a great sitcom, but a terrible laboratory. <laughs> and Tesla, on the other hand, with his OCD, he was just clean, you know, clean cut, always dressed to the nines. He was just all up on fashion and, and looking good and being, you know, feeling great. Edison, Edison didn't care. Didn't care. Smelled like onions. Probably. Probably. <laughs> There's another email. So, <laughs> our, our onion lovers. So Edison finally offered Tesla, this, this is the big one, there was another thing he wanted Tesla to do. He said, if you can improve these dynamos that, that are blown out, you know, in some of these power stations, things like that, if you can improve these dynamos, get them working, make them better, there's $50,000 in it for you. Tesla's like, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. He's like, and he jumps at, at the chance and he goes. I'm going to efficiency the crap out of those things. Right, and, and he. He goes, he, and he works tirelessly. He works like two months straight. Hardly sleeps, hardly eats. Gets these things in pristine condition. Get, gets them in Bristol Bristol fashion. <laughs> and comes back and says, Hey, look at this. I got him running, man. This is awesome. Look at what I did. Where's my $50,000? Edison's like, I got a limo t- with prostitutes out front. I'm going to need that cash now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, can, we, can we make this happen? Edison's like, what are you talking about? Uh, Tesla, dude, that was a joke. This is, you, you don't understand our sense of humor, okay? This, yeah, this was a joke. Right. I was joking. There's no 50. Just go go sit in the corner. And like any intelligent human being, Tesla quits on the spot. Yeah. He's like, that is it. I am done with this. And who who can blame him? I mean, right. you, you, don't, you don't do that. And this is the second time it's happened to this guy. It's terrible. Now, Edison, this is go, going back to Edison, you know, and Tesla not really get along. Edison thought Tesla was kind of an egghead, a theoretician, and cultured, and he held that against him, which is silly. No, you can't trust people who are cultured and educated. You don't, don't do it. I guess not. So Tesla quits, and, and this is uh, around 1885. And then with, with some, some investors approached Tesla, and he was able to form the Tesla Electric Light Company. And... <laughs> He, he, you know, he had, uh, by this time, he's starting to develop some theories about alternating current, which is gobs better than direct current and more efficient and could go farther, could supply more energy, just better in every way. And he had some ideas for developing this. The investors 
were like, no, that's not what we want to do with this. We, you know, part of our deal with, with bringing you in and forming, helping you form your own company, you were given some stock options for this stuff. And since you want to do this, uh, you're not going to get these stock options. So he's, again, cheated out of yeah. money that he's owed and patents and all that good stuff that, that could be bringing him royalties at this time. So he basically is, is jobless, has to get a job digging ditches. Yeah, for, for, the, for the electricity company. For, yeah. for Edison's company. Yeah. That's, that's the ultimate salt in the wound. And uh, this poor guy, I mean, he, he basically has a nervous breakdown about this time. You know, nothing is, is going right for him. He worked on, on the street gang for about a year. Finally, he meets a man by the name of George Westinghouse, who is another pretty big uh, name in the electric electricity business and has, you know, has some cash lying around. You might have heard the name Westinghouse. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> all, the, all the time. All the time. So he gets hired by, by Westinghouse in 1888 at this... T- well, he gets hired by Westinghouse, and then in 1888 he moves to Pittsburgh, where Westinghouse's... Um, labs and, and operations base was. He he works for him there. At this time, he, he's coming up with theories for things like X-rays, what would later be X, X-rays. He's still working on alternating current. Westinghouse believed in alternating mm-hmm. current. That's kind of why he, he brought Tesla into the fold and everything. Westinghouse starts giving him money to, to do this stuff, which was a godsend about this, by this time, because who knows what have happened. Right, yeah, happened he is... If, He's yeah. now a short order cook somewhere. <laughs> so he he finally agrees to work for uh, Westinghouse, basically as a consultant. After the, after you know proving himself, he's he's getting like two grand a month to to do this. And this is again is eighteen eighty eight, late eighteen hundreds. Two grand a month is is just he's yeah, rolling in it. Exactly, he's just rolling. In one of his proudest moments, he becomes a U.S. citizen in eighteen ninety one. He was thirty five years old at this time. And becomes a U.S. citizen and was just proud as he could be of this. He, uh, again, during this time, he, he was innovating new things. He demonstrated wireless energy transmission. That was one of the earliest times he was able to, to do some of that stuff. He established, uh, he moved back to New York and established a lab on South Fifth Avenue. And that's when the, uh, the alternating current really started taking off. And he really started being at odds with our, our friend, Mr. Edison. Which is actually an amazing section of American history. Like, this huge Titanic nerd f- fight. I mean, like... It was. it was. It was, like, internet forums, but on in every major newspaper. You know, uh, Edison writes uh, an op-ed piece just slashing to ribbons Tesla. Tesla puts one in another newspaper just, you know, refuting everything Edison says, and these guys are going at it in the media. Yeah. Because uh, Edison, I mean, th- this is what he was bred in. He was... In a lot of ways, like a very, very intelligent, I mean, not to say that Barnum and Bailey isn't, but he has that, that he understands the showmanship of how to get things done. On the other hand, you've got Nikola Tesla, who is very quick to pick things up. Right. And so, while obviously, you know, he got kicked around, he took his knocks when he came over, but he he sees how this has to play out. He understands what Edison's doing. Yeah, exactly. He knows what Edison's doing. And Edison comes up with this amazing piece of, of just... Sham theater, yeah. Oh, um, it, yeah. This and and by the way, this the whole fight between them was called the current wars because mm-hmm. it was between direct current and alternating current. Yeah, and Edison comes up with this propaganda campaign basically to demonize alternating mm-hmm. current. It was terrible. Keep going. And and, uh, and one of the one of Edison's biggest moves in this uh, happened in New York. There was a uh, an elephant. That had uh, killed some people, so it was determined that the elephant had to be put down, and they it, it became this very this very public uh, issue, and and Edison steps in and he says, you know, why not why not we be the beacon to the world where we can we can uh, you know put this animal down in a humane way, like we would like we would put down a human being because Thomas Edison had invented old Sparky, yeah. he invented the electric chair, basically did. And, and killing an elephant is a very difficult thing in a city because it's now become a public spectacle. There are no spears. Yeah. <laughs> it's no atlatls to be found. <laughs> um, but the, it's because it's such a public thing, they were actually having a hard time figuring out how to kill this elephant. You know, they, 
At one point, they were literally going to try to hang the elephant off of one of New York's brand new all-steel skyscrapers, which obviously would have ended terribly. But into this this public fear walks the the white knight, the, the sheriff of, of New York City, Thomas Edison, saying, hold on, everybody, I've got this. We're going to electrocute this elephant. Use the same, you know, compassionate, no-suffering methods we'd use on humans. Because the most dangerous thing we have that can kill an elephant instantly is alternating current. We're going to fry it with Nikola Tesla's crazy hokum. <laughs> and show you all what can happen right. to you if you mess with alternating current. Yeah, you know that stuff he wants in your house where right. you keep your kids? We're going to totally just, we're going to roast an elephant in seconds with it. And he did. And again, did. Can keep in mind, moving pictures are brand new. Right. It was filmed. It was. And you it, can find this actually on the internet. I don't advise searching for it because it's terrible to watch. Yeah, it is very sad to watch. Uh, and... And keep in mind, at the same time, very early technology moving pictures, some of the biggest blockbusters of the day are woman walks down street, train rolls down the tracks. Right. You know, these are, this is now a spectacle. This is something that people would put on YouTube today, you know. Right. And it goes everywhere. It is shown anywhere in movie, they can show it. Yeah, yeah, it is shown in movie houses across the country. And it is a huge setback to Nikola Tesla in his attempts to get alternating current established as the de facto U.S. current. And leading up to, to this electrocution of this poor elephant, there, Edison, actually, I read that he paid schoolboys 25 cents a head to go out and steal pet dogs and cats from people. And he would put them on this slate of metal and electrocute them with, with AC to show people. He, he was literally... Stealing pets and electrocuting them. He's an evil genius. I mean, th and th this is Thomas Edison, folks. This is this is who's in the history books. Yeah, this is the guy. And he was all doing it in the name of money, so that he could keep his awful, inefficient direct current system on the market, keep his monopoly, keep raking in the dough. Yeah, this that. was a huge push for him because it was. This is what. This is what everything for Thomas Edison was based on, and Nikola Tesla's threatening that. Nikola Tesla, however, pretty quick to learn the rules of the game. Yeah. So he he sets up his own circus show. He, he goes on the road. He has right. costumes made, multiple costumes made, and, and creates, in, in essence, an act that is performed in and theaters everywhere, demonstrating the safety of alternating current, where he's holding these things. He's lighting torches with his hands. He, he was... The elephant in this. He mm -hmm. was the one that was having alternating current pass over and through his body and showing that, you know, it, it was not that bad. Someone that could actually hold lightning in their hand, basically. Exactly. You know? I, I mean, mean, he and he made such an amazing show of it. it it's the thing that, that turned the corner on him. He, right. he out-Edisoned Edison. And, and Edison kind of shot himself in the foot because they did try to electrocute a murderer they, they, this was basically the first electric chair. And the thing was, since Edison didn't know what he was doing and alternating current, you know, wasn't to be used basically for this purpose, this murderer didn't die the first time they, they pulled the switch. Ugh. So it was one of those two-rounder things. And that kind of got people being like, uh, let's stop doing this, When asked please. for comment, Dr. Edison said, it usually worked on cats. Yeah. So besides besides those that I mean that was kind of uh, dipping down to the end of the current wars. What wasn't the the nail in the coffin though? Westinghouse was pouring tons of money into this. Edison was pouring tons of money and backed also by J.P. Morgan. Uh, I think ever heard of him? Ever heard of that? <laughs> they were they were both pouring so much money and they were almost went bankrupt. Uh, you know to out propagandize the, each other in this and the banks kind of stepped in you know how banks do you know how they do <laughs> they, banks banks you know how they do they they stepped in they for, they forced some mergers and stuff which edison's company merged with with another one to become general electric basically and westinghouse was forced to merge as well even though he didn't want to but the banks were going to just be, you, they were they were going to pull all funds you know and and kind of set him out westinghouse he doesn't want to lose his fortune right right so he has to to do a merger and the only way the banks would agree to this if it, is if he would have dissolved his royalties contract with tesla where he was going to pay tesla something like 
two dollars or two dollars and a quarter for every. I, I think they they were measuring in horsepower at the time or some something like that. But he was going to pay him for every <laughs> horsepower of energy that was going to be consumed. Tesla, when this happened, just lost billions in in future royalties because the banks wouldn't let it happen, and we're going to let Westinghouse go bankrupt. So they they just instead of stopping stop you know, instead of ceasing to shaft him, they just find more and more creative ways to shaft him. Right. And Westinghouse truly felt bad about that, which, you know, Tesla was, at least it was like, you know, well, at least at least you're not just doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> but Westinghouse and Tesla finally won the current wars when they won the bid to electrify the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago. Ever heard of it? You, that was you, the last you know time. That. I'm not going to keep saying that. Thunder sound. Ooh, snuck that one in. So they did this with alternating current and safely demonstrated how well it could work. And that, that did it. That, that was the tipping point. AC was the new standard. And that, that's history, basically. They, they then went on to get a generator up at Niagara Falls, which was a personal goal of, of Nikola Tesla's ever, ever since he was young. They, they got uh, hydroelectric power to be generated there. There's still a statue of There's Nikola a statue. Tesla sure at is. Niagara Falls to this very day. There sure is. For our friends in Buffalo, good, please corroborate that. Good, good, good on you all for that, too. But in 1895, a fire destroyed his lab and, and his work, which not not a pleasant thing for him or the world. And what's weird, tell me what you think about this, but immediately after the fire, a German guy filed for a patent for an invention that Tesla had almost completed work on and was, was ready to, to file a patent for himself immediately after the fire had destroyed everything. Not not impossible. I mean, they, he had set himself up as a very high-profile guy doing cutting-edge work. Not, not, all, not entirely unlikely. I mean, industrial sabotage happened then like it happens yeah. now. Yeah, probably was easier to get away with then in some respects. Well, you can't light a corporation on fire today yeah that's true you can you can do some under the hand stealing stuff but you need a bank to really do that now right oh now we're libertarians <laughs> not even libertarians libertarians let's libertarian so then he sets up a new lab on houston street in in new york and this was kind of his his famous lab <laughs> i guess his you know the famous yeah this was, this was his Andy Warhol shop. Sure. In 1897, he demonstrated a radio-controlled boat to the military, and this was the beginnings of radio transmission. The, you know, the, he, he had a working prototype a little earlier than that, even. But the, the person who was in the history books, basically, for radio transmission and, and developing radio technology was Marconi, and he actually won a Nobel Prize for that, for coming up with radio transmissions, but it was kind of kind Lame. of stuff. Yeah, Tesla had already figured this stuff out, and, you know. And good news on that one. Actually, I think just not not too long ago, the um, U.S. Supreme Court overturned Marconi's. Marconi's patent on that and and said yes, it was Tesla who who did this. I guess um, the point of this uh, episode tonight is that uh, every single thing that you think someone else invented. It's all Tesla. Everything. Basically Tesla. Everything in the history of everything. Hey, is remember Tesla. Monopoly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the Parker no. Brothers. Tesla. 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 He became Tesla, the gunslinging inventor. Goo, 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 goo. Zap, 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 zap. <laughs> Was it Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley? Boy, we're going to get sued because... So, in 1889, Tesla decides to move out to ye old Colorado Springs. My hometown, I don't mind adding. Yes, Mr. Stecco is from Colorado Springs, and he moved out there so he could basically build a bigger lab, because, you know, he's, he's got all these inventions coming out of his noggin, and he doesn't have the room to put them in, in New York, so... He wants to wants to go to some wide open spaces. Do you do you have any ties, any childhood ties, or anything to anything Tesla from Colorado Springs? It is the shame of this country that no, at no point growing up in Colorado Springs did I go to the Tesla Museum. Is there one? I don't know. That probably isn't there. I, there might be now. I mean, oh, no. people are coming around to to his contributions to science. Thankfully, but uh, no. I mean, honestly, I didn't ever hear about Nikola Tesla till I was in college. Yeah. And that is a shame and a blight 
It's true. I mean, I, and I didn't. I went to college, and I don't think I, I heard of Tesla when I was there. It was only like a, a few years ago. I, I'm getting up there in years. On the other know. hand, what if it's just the fact that I was just but, a really disinterested and lame student, and everyone was talking about Tesla all the time, and I was like sick the day they went to the museum or something? That could have happened. <laughs> could have happened. Probably did. But <laughs> but anyways, he moves there. He he does a, a number of experiments. It, it's kind of there, there's not a lot to go on because he was only there for about a year, and and there there wasn't a lot to come out of of this in terms of I don't know, writings and, you know, things for us to, to learn about <laughs> these days. But we do know that he, he did some really cool stuff. He proved the Earth was a, a conductor. He mm-hmm. produced artificial lightning. He built a huge Tesla coil, which was just a way to harness, you know, massive amounts of electricity. And, he probably and just power. called them coils, though. <laughs> yeah, me, me coils. <laughs> hey, look at my me coils. You guys like it? <laughs> That is that's the best. Yeah, that's, that's the best. Uh, Serbian. Your Serbian accent sucks. Aww. Oh no, it's the best I've ever heard. <laughs> Me coil. It, it's kind of bordering on Italian. Yeah. So he he leaves Colorado Springs, nineteen hundred. He goes to he basically he goes back to New York and develops this plan for a huge transmission tower called Wardenclyffe, which was uh, going to be built between 1901-1905. He planned for it to be the first broadcast system and signal, uh, something to send out signals and power to, as he said, any point on the planet. It was that big. And he could do it, basically, because he figured out how to harness the ionosphere and use the Earth as a conductor and, and just send these waves anywhere. Pretty, pretty crazy. And he was uh, to be backed by one of these guys you may have heard of from earlier and around, J.P. Morgan. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. In, he's back in the card game. So Morgan gives gives him or tells him he's going to give him $150,000, which today's standards probably, I think it was around $3 million, something like that. To which he replied, are you joking? <laughs> Tesla, Tesla, again, is like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. Starts building the tower. Morgan, what it, what, I mean, you can guess what happened at this point. Out of here, withdraws the money. Tesla is, writes to him incessantly, begging him, "What you know? What can I do? What? Please give me this money that you basically oh. promised me. What you know? How how do we get this? Mo- Come on, this baby. Money? We we got to finish this. This thing is it's it's almost completed. We got it like 187 feet now, or however big it was. And and Morgan just basically is like, "Well, listen. If if you're thinking of supplying free energy to the world, you either think of a way to put a meter on it so we can get money, or I'm out of here." And Tesla's like, you can't put a meter on this. This is something that the world should have. People should have access to free energy and, and be able to, you know, <laughs> get light whenever they want. Morgan's like, beat it. Get out of here. We don't want any more. And Tesla said, screw you. I'm doing it anyway. And that's why we've had free energy ever since. Thank, Thank you, you and good night. And back to the Ren fair. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, you see what happened there. Yeah, that's not how that turned out. And that's that's when that's when the roller coaster starts coasting back into the what do you call that? Where do you get on the roller coaster? Anyway, thunder sound. <laughs> it's all downhill from there, right? And not the fun downhill. His money and even some of his his abilities, his his memory, his his ability to visualize you know stuff and work on things they they just start to dwindle more and more. And his OCD is creeping. His OCD up. is. Awful. It's, it's becoming a, a greater and greater burden every day. He has to sometimes circle the building, yeah. the block that his building's on, three times before he can enter. So he, all he becomes these... more of a hermit because he doesn't like you know being around human contact. Uh, in 1931, he's he's 75 years by now. He actually is put on the cover of Time magazine, believe it or not. And in 1933, sexiest men in science <laughs> issue. Sexiest old man in science. He, in 1933, he moves into the New Yorker Hotel, which is where he, he spends the rest of his, his life. He lives another 10 years. And in 1943, he basically dies alone and broke in his hotel room. And uh, interesting little little tidbit. After he died, the FBI swooped in and just completely, all of his stuff up. completely ate all of his papers, his work, his, his notes... Everything that he had there, they just gobbled it up. And it was a fight to get that stuff back to his family. I think his, his nephew fought really hard to get, you know, all the stuff back. And I just, I don't know about you, Stecco, but I'm sure they did not get everything back in I, that. 
And you know, and that's that's the worst part when you have something like that. You have a man who's a genius who works so much in his own mind, and when the, when the government does something so patently hinky as to show up, seize all of the stuff, it's very easy to say, "Well, I'm sure there was more things that weren't there." I, I just, but who knows? Yeah, you just you just never know, because there are so many things that he has done that that, that he was working on. And never wrote down or... Right, that he would discuss thing. or say that he had partially completed at times yeah. um, fantastic things. Things that are that actually start bordering kind of into the occult. It's weird, yeah. Things that we haven't duplicated since, you know. Uh, we don't... We still use power cords. You know, like, he well, had wireless energy transmission. He was working on a death ray, which yeah. is awesome! Yeah, he, he was something that, that he, he hated war and everything you know he he did think i think i read somewhere there were some wars that he he said could be justified but if anybody had developed this death ray it would have ended wars the moment it was shot kind of thing <laughs> and that's scary you know that's a it's a pretty scary thought but exactly and he just wanted to weaponize this idea of wireless energy transfer and you know according to him he he built one he did it this was not like a, a theory in his mind. He told people, "Oh no, I, I built one. I have a prototype. That thing. That thing. Who knows where that is? Right. That's a thing." And but J. Edgar Hoover. And, and on the other hand, you've got a guy who is slipping further and further, letting his OCD rule his life into a psychological distress. You know, he. You know, when you have a mind that's that over time loses its discipline with all that information in it and all that wherewithal, who's to say he wasn't at that point uh, sort of crazy? Yeah. I mean, he, right before he died, uh, somebody—I think somebody wrote that he—he he was saying he was developing a theory for gravity, mm-hmm. too. He was, yeah, he was building an aircraft, and um, and didn't didn't get a chance to have that materialized. But that's another thing I want to I want to ask you about. It's do you think? I mean, people can build Tesla coils today, mm-hmm. and and I think you can even probably search uh, YouTube. I think I've seen you know just regular folk building Tesla coils and, and they work and stuff. Absolutely. Where's, I mean, I understand that the world is just nothing but one big ball of greed right now, but why hasn't some schmuck tried another Wardenclyffe tower? You know, why, why don't we, why don't we have somebody just being like, listen, F you government, I have built a, a something that supplies free energy. Here you go world. And government, if you want to come in and, and tear this down or, or general electric or ComEd or whatever, you you do it, but now you're going to have to deal with people because they've seen that they can get free energy. I mean, well, why 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 is it that? And it and it's possible that maybe you know, maybe the energy isn't free. Maybe there's there's reasons that it doesn't work quite the way he thought it did. I mean, Could be. the 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 wireless transmission works, but maybe it's horribly inefficient. Um, you know, I I don't know. I am not an electrical engineer. Yeah, it's true. I, I'm just a neuroscientist slash physicist, and it's the best I can be. Yeah, those were lies. I mean, I mean, you, you have your shortcomings, and you you admit to that, and that's what makes you a great man. That's why it's why I had to get out of the space program. I could only Sorry, I could man. only go to the space shuttle so many times. But I yeah, I just I think if if you can figure if you can figure that out, or or if, are are there no electrical engineers that you know want to replicate Tesla's work? Can they not? Because he was that smart. You know what? What is it mm-hmm. that that we don't see something like this attempted? Maybe it's maybe it's that they are teaching Edison in school and not Tesla and stuff, and people aren't getting. I don't know. And and, and maybe he's not Saint Tesla. Maybe he was falsifying some stuff. Maybe he was saying, "No, I'm doing this." You know, maybe he thought that's what he had to do. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> but he, yeah, we certainly don't have any of the technologies that he seemed to be playing was, with a I mean, hundred years ago. Yeah, he he was so far advanced. Then he's still that far advanced now. It seems like mm-hmm. you know, which is crazy. Some of the weird things. Well, in in the end, uh, I think he had over seven hundred patents issued uh, worldwide that he, that he you know inventions that he developed and stuff. He was an animal lover, especially he especially loved pigeons. Especially in old age, he'd go out and, and feed them in the park. Had one special pigeon, the white white female pigeon that he was in love with, like in love as in man woman in love with, and and he said loved him back too, and that was that was his pride and joy in old age. Hey, kinda, well, guy's got a pigeon. I, you, you can't you can't knock Tesla. Whatever whatever yeah. he wants. Basically. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he can't try to make out with a pigeon. Well, I, that's a funny thing. Try celibate. to stop him. He was celibate his whole life. From what I've read, didn't you know? Girls, girls liked him. Girls were interested in him, but he he just never. He was just kind of like, ah, eh, 
It's getting in the way of my science. Yeah. <laughs> You're slowing down my science. Can't have it. Can't have it. Via Condios, lady pants. One of his OCD things, he was disgusted by overweight people and bad dressers. So he was delightfully eccentric. <laughs> terrifyingly smart. Yeah. Now, I, I'll say this. One fun fact of my upbringing. Uh, I spent a number of years as a, a, a fairly hardcore, born-again Christian type uh, and had access to you know, homeschooling textbooks. I wasn't homeschooled. Thanks, Mom. But... Uh, you know, I saw those textbooks, and they actually, the portions that would talk about Nikola Tesla said that he got his information from demons. How's really? that for a fun Is fact? That, that's real? That's a that, real That's a real thing, yeah. They would, that Nikola Tesla did do amazing scientific things, but he was, that the demons were telling him what to do because they wanted him to build increasingly more dangerous weaponry or something to that end. Interesting. Are these, I'm kind of interested in this homeschooling, these are Christian yeah. homeschool books? Absolutely, yeah. Christian homeschool textbooks are, are, are amazing things to read. Are they, are, do they teach, like, here's, here's the world which created 4,000 years ago and, and some people think dinosaurs were around and that's silly. Yeah, absolutely. Is that how? Or, or that they you know, people think that dinosaurs are around, and they're totally right. They were Flintstones. Like we all hung out together. I mean, I think that's interesting. That's kind of a little tangent. Maybe that's a future episode we can yeah. get into. But uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Well, I think it's crazy that they actually mentioned Tesla in them. That I that was the one of the first things that I one of the first mentions I ever had of Nikola Tesla because uh, a gentleman I worked with was an electrical engineer mm. and would talk about Nikola Tesla and some of the crazy experiments that he did in, in New York mm. and and he was also very very hardline fundamentalist uh, a charismatic Christian and that's and he, hmm. he was like oh absolutely no that's here's and he was actually the one who gave me the, the textbook did he believe that that Tesla was the the devil's nephew or something. Yeah, just that he was just a very smart man, and the and demons were telling him things, and he was doing them, and they hmm. were working. Interesting, right? In in New York around this time, Tesla Tesla did like the social life, even though even with his OCDs and stuff. This you know this was kind of middle age early on after after he'd been there and had a name for himself. But he befriended uh, some of the upper crust of the day, and including people like Mark Twain. Sarah Bernhardt, people like that. He'd invite him over. He's like, "Come on, come over to my lab and watch me do some electrics." We're sciencing this Friday. Yeah, let's let's do this. You guys want to show? Get up <laughs> on this rubber mat and yeah. let me send a little lightning through you. I'm gonna and, mess up your haircut, Mark. <laughs> he also, I read that he believed women would one day become the dominant sex. And this is in the future. He's he's thinking, and uh, he's I, th- I think he's he's. Getting to be right, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel dominated. I think one of the one of the worst ironies. He won a prize in 1917 called the Edison Medal, which oh, was zing. the top prize from the American Institute of Electrical Engineers. That's their highest honor that they could bestow. I, I gotta wonder what he thought when it was like, "Here's the Edison Medal, Tesla." Oh God! Here you go. You're the best. You get the Edison Medal. Here, here, Austin Powers is the Doctor Evil Award for excellence in international spying. Right, right. There, there, there couldn't be an analogy better than that. I, I'll, I'll maintain. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's like these guys are these guys named a medal after Edison. There was some talk at one point of, of Edison and, and Tesla maybe sharing a Nobel Prize, but that never happened. Yeah. And and both of them were like, well, he's getting one, I'm not getting one. And the other one, you know, it was... So so for him to get an Edison medal, I, I just imagine was just... They were squeezing salt. They were yeah. squeezing lemon into that already salty wound. And, and that's and that's the thing, you know, I think I wonder if all the pressure of that, I mean, he he had such a rough ride through academia, through through yeah. his, his attempts to, to, to do the science that he believed in. I mean, it just seems like for as good as he was uh, scientifically, like that classic book smart street stupid, like he was consistently in with the crowd and, and not not to his failing, just as fate turned out, consistently in with the people who would least help him yeah. achieve the goals he was at. Except for Westinghouse. Yeah. Which, and then that time that Westinghouse kind of had to cheat him, basically, yeah. or they both lost, <laughs> which I, I don't guess, I don't think he can consider that cheating, but. It was it was just tough breaks all around for this guy, and I I don't know I the more you know the more you read about about him and learn stuff and there's tons of stuff out there you guys should just just Google it, YouTube it, 
Twitter's at whatever whatever you you can find all sorts of stuff about Tesla and it's it's just it needs to get out there because the guy I mean you listening to this right now is a direct effect yeah. of what Tesla pioneered I mean they're magnets that are going into these you know either these headphones or speakers that you're listening to this from and those are from those are, those are because of Tesla the electricity that you're using to power whatever device you're using. Mobile laptop or desktop. <laughs> the death ray you use to thwart your enemies. Tesla. No, can't forget about that one. Yeah. So the free energy that that we all use. Yeah. Well, so, hey, that's that's Hoover's fault, right? Yeah. Next Shit. time, next time you go out drinking, and if you don't drink, next time you fall off the wagon. Raise one to Nikola Tesla. Ra- raise raise three, I say. Yeah, you're you I mean, the man, off the wagon. What the do man you care? Needs, yeah, the man's story needs to get out there, and he he needs to to get his dues. So that's that's Nikola Tesla in a very large electrical nutshell. Ooh, which is also the name of our jam band, the Large Electrical <laughs> Nutshell. Yeah, are you ready for us? <laughs> <laughs> Opening for us, ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us, of course, to our puns. Mr. Floor, what do you have for us? Well, I'll start it out today. I've I've got a few, and none of them are great. They're puns. There's no there's no possibility of greatness. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with this. This is a joke in itself, probably. But there's a there's a Tesla radio station that plays alternating current hits. Oh, that was pretty good. I thought that it was a radio station that just played the band Tesla. No, no. There is a band called Tesla. I like alternating current hits, though. That's that's pretty solid. If you YouTube Tesla, don't just YouTube Tesla. YouTube Nikola Tesla, because unless you're a huge fan of Tesla, the band. Yeah, unless you want to. Okay, I got one. It's called Nikola. They're lozenges for commercial yodelers. Uh, His family had a small business in the old country, uh, Herbal Remedies. So, do you feel better about yours now? Mine doesn't come with a horn. My second one, it's a Halloween shop called Electric or Treat. Oh, I like that. Kind of of general. Electrified Halloween costumes, maybe? Sure. All right. Yep. Okay, mine, bear with me, it it employs a kind of subtle turn of phrase. Nikola Tesla's f*** Thomas Edison to death and piss on his grave brand insulating gloves. If you don't wear Thomas Edison to death and piss on his grave brand insulating gloves, you might get shocked. (laughs) That's my that's my pun. Did you did, did well, you see what I did? There? The thing thing I love about their slogan is that it's it's true. Yeah, it's a utilitarian slogan. Yeah. Well, you know he's he just wants you to not get shocked. And, well, he also wants you to f- Thomas Edison to death and piss on his grave. Oh, jeez, we're good at what we do. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, that's our episode for this episode. Yeah, that's a, we're done episoding. Thanks for listening. And, and uh, feel free to send us emails. Uh, we got deliciously racist at times, I think. Oh, or gosh. we didn't. I don't know. Well, we didn't, but for those of you who... <laughs> let me put paid to that. Let, for those of you who, who take it that way, we I guess we yeah. did. No, we really aren't, though. And, and we we're, we're not. But um... thanks for uh, listening to our podcast about a scientist. 20-minute apology for any inferred racism. <laughs> and 20-minute talk about the Rin Fair. Yeah. <laughs> that was bonus. You're welcome. <laughs> so we actually have an email from a listener. Yes, an email. <laughs> yes, an email. This is how it starts, people. This is the first trickle of snow that we... Well, we had a pun last week. Yeah, we, see? We don't, we don't have an a pun. avalanche starts. We don't have a pun uh, this week. We don't have a Mothman pun. But we do have uh, some email... About the about, about the Mothman episode. Listener emails. Dude so, in his basement. No, he's probably not a dude in his basement. He's probably. It's actually from uh, a listener called Bahama Mama. Looking, that sounds like a girl. <laughs> We're two for two. Uh, Bahama Mama says, "In the '60s, we had dial-up phone, and by that she means one dialed the phone number from a rotary phone." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we, we <laughs> might have said, oh, they were using Klondike 555 right. switchboards back then. <laughs> Oops. Uh, got that one wrong. And she also says, why wouldn't one extend the hand of friendship in this day and time? Have we not learned anything just because they're scary looking doesn't mean they'll necessarily harm you. So, 
Bahama Mama is in my corner when it comes to meeting uh, the Mothman. Oh, man. <laughs> and not shooting it Not shooting it. Oh, well, you know, I mean, let's say, first of all, Bahama Mama just kind of sounds hot. <laughs> put it out there. Bahama Mama also directly references the 60s, meaning she is a hippie. So, of course, she's going to want to, like, hug all the creatures of nature. Even though technically a pan-dimensional being that has been sent to warn us about future we can't see, but it can from its higher dimensional viewpoint, uh-huh. wouldn't necessarily qualify as wildlife. Right. Or a tree. Nonetheless, thank you, Bahama Mama, thank for you. sending us uh, an email and setting us straight about the, the, the switchboards. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Bahama Mama. And the rest of you guys, get on it. Yeah, send us uh, send us some mail. Go to blurryphotos.org and check out that contact us page because there's a handy dandy little form where you can send us your puns. Oh. Send us send us uh, hate hate mail. Send us love mail. Sna- mail mail, not snail mail. You, we don't have a physical address. We li- we exist in the ether. That's right, because of Tesla. Yeah, and I'd also like to point out that that is dot org they don't just hand those out you have to be an organization and we are very organized that's right if you were We're wondering if we're legit or yeah what does my buddy dot org have to tell you that we're legit that's what he has to to say awesome thanks for making it this far if you're still with us and for this uh, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I am David Flora. And I shall ever remain David Stecker. And we will talk to you next time. Woo!